Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Movie Monday Talking Podcast thingamajig with me and EX13 where we talk about the newest movie and TV releases uh, that came out this past weekend. Uh, a, a big weekend for a big movie, uh, but before we get into that EX13, let's, let's start off because we've been kind of talking about this a bit, but let's start off with what might be my it might be my favorite episode so far. I don't know. I still like the last one a lot, too. It's kind of up there, but I think it's one of the better episodes so far of What If uh, with Mr. Doctor Strange. Uh, what did you think of the latest What If episode? Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, I think it was probably the strongest episode yet. I, It's close. It's very close with the episode prior. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was really well done. Um, definitely a thinker, uh, kind of, you know, kind of makes you think about Dr. Strange more and different light kind of, in a sense, um, definitely a good, like what if scenario. Um, and yeah, I mean, it felt, it felt like a movie. It felt really cinematic and it had, you know, I don't know, just one of the more complete and well done stories so far and it was um yeah it was just very cool to see and um there's there's little bumps here and there for me well, mostly with the logic behind it like how it couldn't be changed but at the same time the universe that we know dr change from that is not what happened so i don't know why it couldn't have been changed so i don't know but yeah for the most part loved it yeah it, it was really good i i like the fact too this is the first time that one of the characters in the show acknowledged not acknowledged the watcher and like the watcher actually talked with the character because he's like yes eh, you're gonna be gone <laughs> you're gonna be gone this is gonna be a no consequence i can talk to you i guess <laughs> yeah i love it like anytime in the comics when the watchers actually say something which is very very rarely or there's any kind of interaction with the watchers um so yeah i really love that moment yeah and it, and, it, and it makes sense too it's like that dr strange would be the one to notice something like that at a certain point uh yeah it was really good the evil dr strange again props to i mean rachel mcadams actually came back for that you know and it's like dang on it's you know my power team when you get the voice actors committed uh, it's good. And just to see, it gives you an idea of how powerful Doctor Strange could become uh, if he really put his mind to it. Uh, again, Tilda Swinton in there, too. It was uh, it, it was really, yeah, it was really nice. It was a really good uh, story, and I had fun with it. Next week is going to be very interesting because it's, it's, a, it's, you know, it's covering a topic uh, that's a little silly, but it has a fan base, and that is the Marvel Zombies. I feel like this could end up being like the best episode, or this could easily be the worst one. <laughs> yeah, I can see that because it's kind of silly, uh, but it's it's gonna be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, but yeah, but leading into that, we're gonna talk about. Well, first off, here's here's well, I want to preface this, this too. Uh, so. The big movie that came out this week again was Shang Chi, and you know it had get early review buzz. People seemed to like it. 
Uh, the opinion that hasn't seemed to change was people still really like the movie. People are, I mean, are really liking this movie. It's becoming, I think, quickly an MCU favorite. Uh, but financially, here's a big story here. Because I think originally, you know, it's Labor Day, right? But still, like, with COVID, they're like, ah, it's gonna make 40 to 45 or whatever. It's made, like, close to, like, about 90 million now, and it's broken a Labor Day record even during the pandemic, which is, you know, the other ones weren't even during the pandemic, which was uh, Halloween 2007, which is funny to me that that had that Labor Day record. But I guess it was, like, at the time, I guess that made sense. But thinking about that movie now, it's kind of weird. But, uh, but, yeah, it broke those records, and it's interesting to me that uh, this morning when I woke up, because as you know, the movie uh, Venom 2, uh, the one with Carnage, Venom Let There Be Carnage, was I think supposed to come out in September. Then they delayed it, because like, oh, Delta's coming back. All right, we'll delay it. We're going to delay into October. There was another rumor that it might get delayed from that, but they're like, no, we're going to stay October 15th. That's our date. And then goes to show, today when I wake up, all of a sudden, oh, you know what? Actually, no, we're going to move it up a little bit to October 1st. And I don't know about you, AX-13, but I don't think this is coincidental at all. I'm pretty sure they looked at the numbers, Shang-Chi, and they're like, you know what? No, actually, people are willing to come out for this. You know what? Maybe we should have kept September and we done goofed, but uh, you know what? We can at least move it up a little bit in October. We'll, we'll make what we can do. Let's just, you know what? Never mind. Let's just go back a little bit further. I don't know. Is Am I a little far off on this, you think, or am I pretty much on the money here? I think they gambled every well i don't know about gambled but they someone someone i'm pretty sure that someone, someone got into a debate over what the release date should be and they weren't sure what to do and they left it all up to shang chi they were like we're gonna say october like 13th or whatever it was i think october 15th something like that mm -hmm. um and you know it, if shang chi does really well maybe we'll move it up and then if shang chi doesn't do well Maybe we'll move it to January or February, or whatever the mm -hmm. the rumor date was. And I think that's where that rumor comes from. Is they were probably considering it, and Shang Chi was the pivot point of if they should delay it or not. Which I'm going to tie this into another thing that happened this week. Um, I'm surprised it happened before Shang Chi came out because I thought multiple companies were going to be looking at the budget uh, at the amount that shang chi made but uh paramount delayed every single movie they have slated for the rest of the year until 2022 mm -hmm. um so no more jackass coming out this year uh top gun delayed you know all, all those things just delayed into 2022 mm -hmm. um so that was done just this last week right before shang chi came out so it's very weird for them to do that before they kind of see something that has the potential to show to really show them what numbers they might be looking at in the future um, to go ahead and delay. I wonder if they're going to reverse that decision. I kind of doubt it, but now there's kind of hope for that. So uh, we'll see, but I thought that was um, interesting. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think it's not going to get delayed. It's a good sign for James Bond as well, I believe, which is also coming out like the first week of October. Uh, so that's a good sign for that. Uh, but yeah, I think, and the way it's set up now, apparently, too, is now it's like Top Gun, and then six months later, 
is the new Mission Impossible. So to get like two high profile Tom Cruise being insane movies that people want to see, uh, financially it's probably going to do well for him now because they're a little bit closer together. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if anything else gets shifted around. I, I think. I mean, I don't know about Eternals. I felt like Eternals was pretty okay. And from what I'd heard from. Because uh, there was the. Oh gosh, what's it called? The convention with the movie theaters that just happened like two weekends CinemaCon. ago? CinemaCon. CinemaCon, thank you. And from what I'd heard, Sony was pretty hard about keeping Spider Man December and not delaying it at all. So I'm pretty sure that's still going to stay in December. I'm really curious how Eternals is going to do now, actually. Because again, you know, Shane. Shang-Chi had the problem of there wasn't, like, there were known stars if you were, like, a fan of Asian cinema, you know, Tony Leung and, you know, Michelle Yeoh. I mean, people American know Michelle Yeoh, but, you know, you didn't have a big American heavy name attached to it to sell this movie. And you're going with, uh, you know, uh, Simu, who he's, you know, uh, Ken's convenience is great, by the way. You guys should see that. Uh, but, you know, he's not, like, a huge mega star, So I think... Even Marvel and Disney are probably surprised how well this movie has done. I think it caught some people off guard how well it's been doing. All the projections, it blew the door of all the projections, breaking records. Uh, and it's good to see. It's good to see. Uh, and I, I, we'll start getting into it now, but we both saw Shang-Chi. Uh, I didn't get... It was the first Marvel movie in a while. I didn't get to see opening night on Thursday because I had to go to... Uh, this other thing I had to go to. So I actually saw it Friday morning. Um, but there was enough of a crowd there, you know, to get in the moment of it. And I, well, what would you think? Yeah, 13. Let's start off with you. What would you think of Shang-Chi overall? It was, um, good. I would say to sum it up, it would be kind of high, like upper middle tier for a Marvel movie. Um, kind of one of the better solo premiere movies of mm -hmm. a character, but I wouldn't say it's like one of the best movies Marvel's ever done. It's it's good though. It's it's it has its flaws, but it's it's well done. Um, I would say the first half is a little slow, um, mm. but it's also it, it keeps you it keeps you there just enough, but it does kind of drag a little bit. Uh, and then the second half is great. Um, it's very, it's very beautiful. Um, <clears throat> they did a great job with the CGI. Um, the the universe just looks great that they created, and the battle scenes. You know, every everything's all visual, and a lot of the cinematography is amazing in it. And the way the cam, like the camera shots, are was really well done, but. Uh, I would say that it kind of, for some people, maybe not as much for me, but I have heard complaints that it goes a little too far to, like, uh, not being realistic. Like, kind of just go, look, you kind of deep dive into the unrealistic um, realm where it just gets, you know, you, you're no longer talking about just people doing kung fu. You're talking about legends and things like that so it which i was fine with for the most part but it, it does kind of kind of throw you for a loop because you're set up 
for the most part for it to be except for the very beginning but for the first half it's decently grounded uh it's kind of ground as grounded as like iron man would be uh and then the second half it kind of just really throws you into a a mystical uh universe that might catch some people off guard but like i said i was mostly fine with it um i think the villain was one of the better villains um because they gave him more of a story that you could relate to uh more like you could see his logic his thinking even though i do feel like they messed the character up because or they messed his logic up because it almost seemed like they were trying to convey that the character had gone mad but they didn't really do that they kind of just let the character think that something was happening but they it, it wasn't and it was very obvious that it wasn't and the only way you would believe that that was happening would be if you were insane um so uh, that was a little off but this the villain still worked out decently well compared to previous marvel villains um but yeah it, it was it was well done and it had a few like i don't know if i'd say plot holes but just annoying small things here and there that kind of took away from the film uh, but it was a great dive into asian culture and they really took advantage of um that uh that culture to for the movie like they really kind of used a lot of aspects from it that really benefited to make the movie more different than any other Marvel movie that we've seen before. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was really well done. Uh, I would say above average for a Marvel movie, but not the greatest that they've done. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of concur. I think it's definitely, it's one of the better ones, one of the better solo ones. Uh, I agree with you too. It is a little like in the beginning, right? Cause the action's pretty good. The hand-to-hand combat's pretty decent for this kind of movie. And then, like you said, then at the end, it's like, I'm like, I'm watching Mulan all of a sudden? Like, <laughs> it's like, what's going You're like, okay, but it's MCU. Because you kind of... Yeah, you kind of go from, like, Iron Man to Guardians of the Galaxy in, like, the same movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's weird, too, because, again... You're right. The the villain character was one of the better ones. It was done really well. Like they picked the right person to play the part, and especially too because the villain that we technically sort of had before, but not really, right? And the fact that they addressed the 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 original Mandarin for a second, and even had the 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 balls to put Trevor in there in the movie, but in there for a good portion of it, as to continue with that joke. Uh, yeah. I give them props for willing to do that, you know? <laughs> like, they were willing to acknowledge it, not like... Because sometimes some things kind of get retconned and stuff, and they... It was not sort, not really technically retconned, because they said the Mandarin was still out there and stuff, but it was interesting that they kind of mentioned that certain things and brought that up, and... Uh, they did kind of... There was, there was one line that really bugged me on two different levels... Blows the line and combined with kind of what they set up. So there's a joke in it where he says, why would I call myself the Mandarin? That's an orange or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like a fruit. And I'm like, okay, so 
literally the language that you speak is called Mandarin. So I don't know why you're making that joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then the other aspect is like, if you go back and you watch like the 2014 um, one shot and like you said, they, they said the Mandarin is still out there. The guy that is doing like the interview that works for the 10 rings um, in that one shot is referring to the Mandarin as the Mandarin. I don't, I mean, I guess you could explain that as just like that's because he's telling us like Trevor. Uh, that's and like that's how Trevor knows the character, I guess. So that's why he's referring to him as the Mandarin. But if you work for the Ten Rings and the guy doesn't go by Mandarin, why are you using Mandarin to mm-hmm. refer to him? But maybe because that it's just like, really bugged me. Either like, oh, the English and the Americans, you know, they. They picked this stupid name, and we we're just, yeah, we just go try it. We don't have time to explain the history. It's like, this is what you've heard. Somebody started this name, and then we kind of went with it. And, uh, you know, because it is curious, too, of just, like, I'm just thinking back to, like, Iron Man 3 and, like, how, you know, uh, he would have found, like, the Mandarin and... It would be like he would have been like, oh, I knew what, oh, I, this guy has been around doing this stuff. And he kind of, like, how did he get inspired to come up with the name The Mandarin? You know, and it's it's a little, it's a little wonky doodle. Uh, but, yeah, it is it is a little, yeah, because he has, because otherwise with him, he either, yeah, because it is so obvious that, like, as he's hitting the door, stuff is coming out, these bad things. And, like, he doesn't, like, even look up to notice, you know, or he, just, he doesn't even care. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. I, and I, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. If I was married to that lady, too, I mean, I, I'd be going, I'd be, I'd be <laughs> with him because, I mean, she's a beautiful lady. She kicks ass. Uh, and so I, I, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, you're right. It's either he's really, yeah, I guess you have to go he's crazy but, or he's, like, the most in love a, a being could possibly be in <laughs> to get, you know, it's like, it, and I guess like he fell for her right away when they met her, but I guess it's just, I guess you can relate it to, he knows that he's gone back to the old path again. And there's a part of him that feels like, Oh, I can't go back without her. I want to be that good version of me again. So badly that he wants to believe that that's still reality when it's not anymore. That's really the only thing I could come up with, I guess. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I thought it would. It was good. The sister, she was good. Apparently, she's never done like a movie, like a big acting movie before. Hmm. I thought she was pretty good. She's another fan favorite. Because another thing that came from this movie is I know the internet and the TikToks, especially, uh, you know. The, the ladies were all over Tony Leong and the sister. <laughs> they were like, oh, I'm a, like, they're just talking about how attractive they are as a dad and how attractive the sister is. Uh, and, and even Simu, too. Like, uh, everybody's attractive in this movie. Even the mom's attractive. Yeah, pretty much everybody's attractive. <laughs> That's another thing I got for TikTok. But, uh, but I. But she did pretty good. Aquafina wasn't too bad because I, I mean I like Aquafina, but I was like, how is she gonna fit in? And she, yeah, she always plays kind of herself. But uh, it's interesting, especially when we'll I, I want to talk about the credit sequences too of how she kind of is becoming a little bit more integral to the plot. I was thinking it was a little wonky how it's like, oh, of course she magically gets the one shot to kind of help basically save the day. 
essentially. Like, she got that... Without her, they would have been... Like, she was kind of the real hero of the story, and I'm still not sure how I feel about that, but... I, um, I had some problems with her character. Not not her character, but her... Like, the... <laughs> just the logic behind it. I kind of appreciate it in a way, because it kind of went against, like, what we're used to. But what we're used to is what actually makes sense, where... The character that doesn't have any powers is constantly told to like stay out of it and if they get into it it's because they like snuck their way in or something like that mm-hmm. where with her character it's just like come on let's go let's let's just you're just here let's do all these things i'm like okay we're just gonna throw her in there even though she like doesn't have any abilities doesn't know what she's doing <laughs> but she's somehow always gonna be involved yeah, it's like, yeah, she's just like an extra person there. I'm like, oh, it must be nice to happen to be friends with this person that is a Marvel superhero, <laughs> yeah. you know? Just like her happenstance, it's, you know, it's like, yeah, I guess I'll tag along. Why not? You know, it's just, it's kind of weird. Uh, but otherwise, you know, she was fine. Uh, yeah, it was a little sort of beginning, but I did like, I did like the intro that it kind of, oh, here's the backstory. It's been around a long time. Start to start off with the Mandarin character. Give us the Ten Rings. The way they use the rings in the movie I thought was really cool in some of the fighting sequences, how they would kind of move mm. them around, or he would kind of control them at the end, or he would, like, pull some of the rings in and then push it out or re-pull it in, and they would use it, like, it was all about how much force each one would give or how many would give to an effect. And he would use it to fly. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Use it to fly, uh, like, when he meets the mom for the first time, and she's showing the technique of using like the wind and things like that and to use the force and revert it back against him was clever uh so so yeah so it was it, it was definitely solid overall what'd you think of when they had trevor in this movie when he showed up like what did you think about it and about him just in this movie overall and that little pet pig thing of a jig for saying. some reason i wasn't expecting it i didn't even I want to say I didn't even think about it. Like I didn't even consider it. I almost completely forgot about it. Like the whole, <laughs> the whole Trevor thing. Uh, like it slipped my mind almost entirely. Um, so seeing him, I was like, "Oh wow, that's that's." Uh, I wasn't expecting that, um, but it made sense. I think it kind of fit well into the story because it, yeah, everything made sense. They kind of did a good job of explaining why he's still there. Um, I, I and you know for the most part I enjoyed it. I think with the you know and I like the little thing that they had with the wings. It was you know I, I'm not a big fan of like a huge amount of comic relief, but I feel like it was decently placed and worked out well for the most part, and kind of did help alleviate certain scenes. Um, and I do kind of like that character, uh, the more they show him, even though he's kind of out there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it it, it was, it was fine. It was, I think it was better with the character than without, so I was fine with it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. He's one of those that's weird because it's, you know, Iron Man 3, I, it's, 
people are like split on Iron Man 3 when it comes to that twist sometimes. Like some people were really pissed off, some people thought it was kind of <laughs> clever. And but regardless of that, like the one common thing is that even no matter how people feel about that, they still like Ben Kingsley as that character, you know? And so to see him show up, it's even after this, it's like, I don't mind if we see him again pop up somewhere. Why not? You know? Yeah. Like, and, and again, it's like a character like that that's like purposely comedic could easily like take you out of the movie and ruin it. And it's like, why is this person there? Why is this necessary? But because it's Ben Kingsley, he makes it work. And yeah, and, and I had it. Okay, so I knew. Like, I didn't know for sure he was going to be in a movie, but the biggest hint I saw was, like, he was at the red carpet for the movie, and oh, I was like, yeah. huh. But at most, I expected, like, a one-scene cameo. I did not expect him to be in the movie as much as he was. And uh, the one thing I am interested in is where where did he end up at the end of everything? Like, I want to say that he just, like, in my <laughs> mind, he just stayed with those uh, people and that's just where he lives now i i kind of hope that's the case i hope that's <laughs> true he's just still like one day like in the sequel or something he's gonna go back and visit michelle yo and then he's gonna be there just chilling and with his little buddy yep and he finally kind of got a good somewhat hero's ending i guess even though he was sort of a bad guy and uh, so yeah I, I agree with that and i love too that he's just like you learn more about his history of like why he became an actor and stuff like that. You know, like you don't need to know any of this info, but the fact he took the time to do it was nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's interesting because I guess I guess I figured they would kill the Mandarin off, but you know he's like a big character. It's a shame we'll never see him in Iron Man actually face off or anything like that, unless they bring him back from the dead. Uh, but well, I mean. You could maybe say that one of the stingers might hint that. I mean, they're both dead, but yeah. <laughs> but you could technically say that there might be a second Mandarin. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It depends, right? Yeah. So I, we we could get we could jump into spoilers. Let's let's first of all talk about the second one, I guess first, where it's that. You know, like, he mentions, like, oh, yeah, the sister's back home, like, cleaning up the... Yeah, that line really bugged me, where he said, he's like, yeah, yeah, my sister who told uh, you earlier that she wanted to take over the family business, and she's created her own uh, fighting uh, arena and crime syndicate, pretty much. She's she's gonna, like, just dismantle the, the Ten Rings. It's all, it's all fine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, she took care of it. Then clearly not, right? She's like, I'm training a badass group of women to just kick so much ass. Uh, I mean, which which is weird because I mean, I get it and it's cool, but at the same time, doesn't she still have the army that he had before? I would imagine, especially since they worked together at the end, that they're still at her disposal. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Razor Fist come back. Yeah, um, him, yeah. But there weren't, I guess a lot of them were dead, but Razor Fist was still alive. So I wouldn't be surprised if Razor Fist is still around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, to have him back would be cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Again, like, maybe she could be a villain, but I, I don't know. But again, since, like, everybody likes her, uh, 
I don't know if they're going to do, like, if it is going to be a good version of them or not. I don't know. But it's going to be interesting. It was an interesting choice to see. At least... I, I bet she's going to be the villain of either the second or third Shang-Chi mm. movie. If I had to bet. Oh, geez. The fans are going to be split on that. They're not going to like to hear that, but I think you might be right. I think that's the best. I'm glad that she didn't die. Because there was a second there where it made it seem like she might actually die because they lingered on it for a bit. And I'm mm -hmm. glad that she did it and she's still around. I, wa I do want to see more of her character, even if she becomes a villain. I mean, the, the fact that she was the one running this thing and somehow... I, I just wonder what the deal... <laughs> Because well, because this relates to the first credit sequence. Because oh, and also too, they even said the you know the ten rings will return. So I was like, ooh, like where are they gonna show up? But uh, but to to go to the first credit sequence, but even relate to the sister. Like I wonder, like I want to see the conversation that she had with Wong to set up this deal where he was gonna fight. Uh, and it's it like he just like somehow he found out about her and he's like oh we're i'm gonna help train abomination or something in this tournament will you work with me and that, like, yeah long you're, you're awesome you're Wong. i don't care if you're it doesn't matter if the person's a good guy or bad guy everybody likes Wong. so they're like you know what fine i'll make the deal with you you just pay me for the cut you get to trade in my arena with abomination and then send him back to his prison cell or whatever <laughs> yeah that brings me to that scene where like that's just I, I did not like it. I didn't like that there was, like, absolutely no context of how either Wong or Abomination were there. They were just there. They did a fight for no reason just because they were in a fighting arena. Um, it literally felt like someone said, oh, we need more Marvel characters in this. And they said, well, we got a fighting ring in it, so we can put any single two characters we want in it to in this ring and have them fight each other. Who do you want it to be? And they're like, hmm, okay, what about Wong and Abomination? They're like, okay, you got it. <laughs> and that was it. Like, there was no backstory. There was no explanation. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, it's felt like, well, yeah, exactly. Like, they were like, oh, okay, we know people we like Wong, so we're going to, for, it's like almost one of the things now where they know that everybody likes Wong, so we're going to see more of him. Like, he could show up in every movie from now on, and I wouldn't be surprised, just because he's like, <laughs> it's such a fan favorite, but he's going to almost, like, sh be shoehorned in too much to where it's going to get annoying. But, uh, yeah, and then I guess they were like, well... We know the Hulk show's coming out, blah, blah, blah. But Nation's finally coming back after a decade and a half with Tim Roth and everything. And they're like, we got to reintroduce him somehow. Where the hell do we put him? I guess we'll just throw him in here. Why not? <laughs> Explain what he's been doing. Um, That's definitely what it felt like. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be... But, but again... Finally, see Bob Nature for the first time in ages. So, they, you know, they change his look a little bit. But it's going to be good to finally see that character show back up after forever uh so but okay so then we get to the end credit sequence where Wong shows up again he just randomly just i love it yeah. that's the thing i love about Wong. he just wants <laughs> to show up and circle everywhere wherever the hell he wants to go they're um, like we gave a character the ability to show wherever they want so we can just make them cameo and anything we want them to at any time yeah um and then he shows up and then he brings him he's like yeah aquafina you're coming too i guess because you're aquafina and we want you around longer and he's <laughs> like all right i guess he's like you know depending on who you are you're like oh this is boeing or like oh she's all right 
So she shows up too, and then he's like, and it basically it doesn't give a lot of info. It just says, you know, we have a surprise. So we get Mark Ruffalo as a hawk first off. So we, somehow, well, we, we get Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. Yeah, yeah. So he somehow fixed weird. that problem he had, right? Because it's like he couldn't revert back, so he's a mix of both. So now he's fixed that somehow to where he's, I guess, can be Bruce Banner or Professor Hawk again. But he's got the same kind of glasses now that he has I, Professor Hawk. I think it's kind of crazy to me. I get they kind of explained it in Endgame, where you know his it, when he did the snap with his glove, it permanently injured his hand or whatever, and he'll never be able to use it again. But I don't know to be able to permanently like change yourself to the Hulk and then be able to change yourself, reverse that, and go all the way back to Bruce Banner, and not be able to fix your arm is a little weird. But his arm is still broken as Bruce Banner. As it was with at the end of Hulk. Yeah, and again, sets up the Hulk TV show because we know he's going to show up as Nat. Uh, hair's getting a little bit on the grayer side. Starting to show the age a little bit. Uh, but good heavens, you know, it, it took him this long to start showing his age, you know. Uh, and then Captain Marvel with the longer hair again that she had in the first movie. She got rid of the cool mohawk. She only had a friend game. She was like, you know what? Let's switch back to longer hair. And, uh,. You know, she's got her outfit, and so, like, it kind of sets up the two of them are talking, right? And then they don't know, uh, they're trying to figure out the origins of this thing. And, you know, and Bruce Barron's like, I don't know. And then Captain Marvel's like, I haven't seen that in any universe that I've been to or around. Uh, so, and I guess it makes sense he asked them. He's like, I'm going to ask on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum than I can to cover all territories. Has anybody seen where this is? Uh... And then, yeah, then they're like, ah, oh, we don't really know. Then, then, like, I'm not sure where to set up is. You might know more I do, because then it looks like it's pointing to, like, a specific point in the universe somewhere, like the origin, or I don't know. But what did you think of this scene overall? Oh, and then, uh, of course, uh, they did the karaoke scene with Wong, which was a nice little add on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I think the biggest hint about where that scene's going or trying to allude to mm-hmm. is the only thing they could figure out about the Ten Rings were that they were really old. Uh, so whatever it's pinging or whatever it's doing um, has is probably related to age. It's probably something ancient. Uh, it could be probably isn't but it could be eternals related um but it's probably like way farther out there than that it's probably like it's i re- it's i really hated it like i did not like i the the one with the 10 rings was was fine of the stinger but for both stingers to be kind of set up to something that's poss- possibly just i don't know i don't even know if it's two shang chis or this is like where the avengers going but i honestly think that the stinger with them hinting at like what the 10 rings were pinging um, or like sending a beacon uh, was one of the worst stingers they've ever done because it is just so vague. It gives you no hints. You don't know what they're hinting at. There is just nothing to grasp with that. Um, It's just, Hey, it's pinging something. um, And this thing's like really old. Okay. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if it's hinting at 
Galactus. I doubt that. Um, it could be even talking about um, what's his face. Um, crap. See, I don't uh, know. I, I haven't. I don't know much I, of the Shang Chi comics. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. You don't even know if it's Shang-Chi or not. It could be Something the else. beginning of whatever the next Avengers mission is. Um, that's true. But I don't know. It's it, The other hint, too, that they give you is that it's started when he first started wearing them. So I, may, I kind of maybe hints that it is Shang-Chi, and he needs to go to this point to like learn something about the origin of the rings i don't know it was so obscure and there was so little to grasp when it came to that uh, yeah. that it was very annoying yeah. uh, the other thing that i thought was interesting oh, oh you have something to say. Uh, no go ahead uh, i was gonna say the other thing that was interesting and i was wondering what you thought about this was um so both captain marvel and bruce bain are there but they're also just projections um my theory is that they were just like sent cameras to their house like they just sent them like a, a camera in a box uh and like some clothes to wear and they were just like here just put this on and film yourself saying these lines uh and we'll just put it in the stinger uh but i'm not entirely sure or not and that might also explain which i I don't even know if it really matters, but that might also explain her hair, uh, Captain Marvel's hair, because it's probably just the hair that she had at the time. Mm. But well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she's gonna bring it back for Captain Marvel two or switch it up because the the, the the Mohawk hair is kind of like the badass sort of, and then see it just be like regular again. It's like ah, but you know, it's like oh. It's she was probably was. like, I'm not gonna cut my hair for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, and I don't even. I'd have to go to like a professional hairstylist and mm -hmm. COVID and stuff. So it's probably like, this is my hair is what's going to be on the screen. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and even when you talk and I had a thought that popped up too, because you made a point about the or Cause I think, yeah, maybe it has to do cause Shang-Chi is like half from this tribe and then half his dad or whatever. He has like the special thing in his, being or blood or whatever to make this work but i wonder because you're we don't we're only told we're not even told for sure where his dad got the rings from it was like oh it's rumored he either got them from this or this but he had them and then talk about seeing people return from the dead but we could have a movie down the road where it's like the second one or something where there is a scene where we see tony long again finding the rings for the first time because it's never we still don't know really and that could be a way to bring him back for, like, a opening credit thing or something. I think that would be kind of cool. And then you said, you mentioned age, too, because he's looked the same for, like, a thousand years. Like, he didn't age at all. Yeah, that was that was weird, too. I was going to bring that up, that they talk about him living for, like, 3,000 years or something like that. But they don't really flat out say that it's because of the rings, but I'm assuming that it is. But at the same time, he puts the rings away for, like, ten years or something. Um, so I don't know if that if he aged for those ten years. If like, does he is he aging when he's not wearing the rings? And then, so is Shang Chi gonna not age now? Like, I you know they didn't really explain any of that, mm -hmm. but it's uh, interesting. 
Right, and like even the mom too, it's like I guess I don't know what the age because clearly her people do age, so I guess she would have lived a normal life at some point and he would have gotten old with her because you would think based on other entertainment stuff we've seen before, usually if something like that happens, all of a sudden they age like a hundred years super fast and then they die. Right? <laughs> like something like that. Where mm. you might be right, where it just he goes back to regular like aging or whatever. You know, granted, you know, he's you know these you know asian people tend to age fairly slowly at you know so he could have aged in you know me being a dummy wouldn't have noticed the difference you know kind of uh so maybe he did that's a good point I, I didn't think about when he took the rings off i'm gonna assume that he did but yeah that's true now that shang chi has the rings i guess that's you know if they want to keep that you know him around for a good decade and a half or so it could be like the wolverine effect where it's like he pretty much looks the same might get a little extra wrinkle around the eyes but you know wolverine ages like insanely slow well if disney has their way by then they'll have their uh anti uh aging technology thing where they just de-age everyone so he'll just always be able to look the same Mm -hmm. and it'll be perfected oh yeah because they love doing that with uh character you know older actors and then showing scenes when they're young and just the aging them that way we know that we've seen that before uh yeah but yeah again like you said yeah there, there wasn't you leave that scene and it was cool to have but you know i guess it was a reminder it's like oh just to remind you this is part of mcu because like part of the movie you almost kind of for even those references and trevor's there there are certain moments where i feel like i'm not watching an mcu movie really in a kind of a refreshing way then you're like oh yeah here's a reminder Especially after this Milan Draghi thing that is connected to everything else. Uh, and then, you know, Wand pretty much saying without saying it that you're an Avenger now, but pretty much blatantly said, like, your life is changing forever. It'll, your lives will never be the same, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. uh, But yeah, I don't know what the heck that means or where it's going. I have no idea. And didn't really get a. Con- I don't know. I guess my theory was wrong but there's no proof either way because you know i thought oh when wong goes to leave for you know in that trailer for spider-man he's going to see shan chi or fight abomination but now i'm not sure if that was the case you know it's like but i don't know for sure that it, it wasn't so i don't know so that, now that theory i had is out the window i guess so i don't know where wong's going in spider-man <laughs> i don't know what, what he's doing <laughs> he's just got to He's just making his rounds, just making, making as many cameos as possible. Yep. He's like, I got to show up to this movie next. Sorry. <laughs> he's so busy doing that. He doesn't even notice that Mephisto switched to Doctor Strange. He's too busy. He's like, just don't screw anything <laughs> up. We've been through it already. And then bye. Um. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's, it's gonna be an interesting scene. But yeah, it was. Uh. But yeah, overall good movie i think i enjoyed it a lot uh i think it is one of the better mcu films one of the better solo films um for sure i'm looking forward to see what they do with the characters next i hope they find a way to keep that fighting style pace going and using the reins uh, because i I liked a lot of the choreography and things like that and and uh glad the movie's doing as well as it has that's done really well for them so i can tell you we're definitely gonna be getting a sequel whether they had a plan a timeline or not, I'm sure they did, but who knows when we're going to see them. That's the thing, because right now, none, we don't know 
there is no, I mean, yes, we have hints of Kang, and we have hints of, you know, a couple different, maybe a Mephisto, but again, there's no, you know, unlike the first time around, where we had, oh, Thanos is endgame, this is where it's going, they're collecting the rings, we, we can see where the plot's going. Here, I still don't know. There's a couple different things happening, I don't know whether they're connect, or stay separate, or what's going on, so every time one of these things happen... Like, I don't know where we're going to see character next. I have no idea. <laughs> Unless they tell us nope. ahead of time. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. But we know that they're returning. We know the sister's coming back. So I'm curious to see where all it goes. But yeah, guys. If you get the chance and haven't checked it out yet, check out Shang-Chi. I would say it's definitely one to see in the theater uh, for the best experience. Uh, it's worth seeing there. And some people yeah, I think seen... almost all of it was shot in IMAX, so it's uh, we're seeing in IMAX. Oh yeah, yeah, seeing IMAX, and I've seen a lot of people already see this movie like two or three times already. Like this is one of wow. those where it's gonna keep making money, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, and again, it's a more of a unique character, but glad to get like an Asian-led uh, Marvel film with an Asian hero. It's a big deal, kind of like the Black Panther thing. Maybe not as well, it should be as big of a deal, and it, it might be by the end of it, but it's nice to get some different representation on the screen. It was refreshing. So now, uh, as far as what else came out, did, what, did you see anything else this weekend? Yeah, I did. What I did saw uh, one movie. And what movie I was saw, that? Uh, it is called uh, Vacation Friends. Oh, is that the one John Cena? Yep. And how was that one? The one on Hulu, right? Yep. So I'm not I'm not normally I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of comedies. Um depends on the comedy. Um a lot of times though, like, you know, it seems like any more you read reviews and comedies are it, it, they're so subjective that they end up getting panned a lot, um, it seems like review wise. Um and normally I like them more than the reviews do, but I'm not like in love with the comedy. Um, but at least more of the modern ones are just okay. But uh, I thought this was pretty good. It's it's still kind of it's kind of in the realm of been there, done that. But it does like just enough to get out of that and make things interesting. Um, it's it's mostly about um, kind of a family little two a couple that's um kind of more grounded they like think through everything that they do they take proper steps they're you know typical people for the most part they're they don't live on the edge or anything like that and they meet um another couple who's one of the um one of them is john cena and they like you know, they live on the edge they like spend all their money as soon as they get it um they they are like doing drugs and doing all kinds of crazy stuff and normally in that kind of situation like you know like this guy's like the bully or something and you just like end up hating that character and you know you go like oh this guy's like a, a douche or whatever but um but the thing that this movie did really well was Make it so you really, you really like like almost every single character in the movie. Like 
they did a really good job making the characters likable and really like writing that line where it's like yes he it's comedic because he's like the john cena's characters in the uh, woman character that he's with like make everything crazier but at the same time uh they have like really good intentions behind what they're doing and they're doing things that make sense kind of but they're also kind of crazy um so yeah they just did a really good job of writing that line and uh there were actually like normally most comedies i probably laugh out loud maybe once or twice but i probably laughed out loud five six times like there were a good amount of uh good jokes in it and it it wasn't necessarily as much the jokes but more like the delivery like the timing and stuff was really like dead on for a lot of it um and yeah everything just felt really fresh um and uh just just really well done for a comedy now and you don't really see that anymore especially when it comes to like the couple comedy um most of the comedies you see now you know are like kids going to parties and stuff like that um but yeah i thought it was really well done and definitely worth checking out it's on hulu it's free if you have hulu um so yeah uh well way better than i expected to be and probably one of the better comedies on hulu oh wow nice surprise nice to hear yeah i've got to check out for sure uh then uh per your recommendation that's good uh yeah because i haven't seen it yet i knew about but i was like "Ah, i don't know but i don't know john c was kind of funny in blockers that was like a decent all right movie but yeah blockers was good but this i would definitely say this was better okay oh god that's good that's good now john cena is really it's his time now i guess uh as you like to say um cool no but check that out guys uh i have the only other thing i watched which this is probably should be another podcast that doesn't exist yet but i did go to the theater and see the AEW all out pay-per-view <laughs> Um, it was like an experience until the very end they had issues because they used like a dish thing with the projector so they couldn't use the whole volume of the theater but they like the volume was okay but then like the very end they had a thing where a thing was popping up to like update and they updated it and you know one thing anything in this world I can tell you is you don't want to make the wrestling fans upset you don't want you don't want that because they'll, they'll just take they'll just run you all right over uh but they so everybody was in the theater and some people were bringing up the last match on their phones in the theater and and people were like trying to commentate it for everybody else and so we're all like counting these groups watching it until they bring it back up on the big screen uh so i was fortunate they didn't get the last match in there especially the return of uh or the two people showing up at the end there that was a big deal but uh they did end up refunding us the tickets uh which was cool and uh and i I saw the best match of the night on the big screen honestly see him i mean saw seeing punk come back but man that tag team match they had uh oh man oh that was that was worth saying that that was a good match guys if you check anything out from the AEW pay-per-view check out the tag team title match they had in the steel cage holy bananas uh so that that's the one thing i saw this that was my first experience of you know, I'm trying to get different first with the Black Pink thing, and now this trying to get different kinds of experiences in the theater. I know uh, that you know Ghost in the Shell, which is like my kind of favorite anime franchise or whatever what you call it. Apparently, they're doing a 
4K IMAX release. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I was thinking about that when I was watching. So right in front of, if you see Shang Chi and IMAX, it actually there's a trailer for that in mm -hmm. front of that as well. And my first thought was, you know, you know, I'm anything against Ghost and Shell or anything, but I'm in. I'm sitting here and I'm watching a Marvel movie, uh, and in the trailers before it is a trailer for a re-release of ghost in the shell and imax and i'm just thinking like this kind of gives you an idea of what the state of the theaters are in because if they can only average if one of the biggest movies of the year has to in order to fit trailers in front of it puts ghost in the shell in there you're like I guess they really like wanted another slot, or maybe whoever's released. Or well, I guess it's is it Bandai Namco? Who is it? Uh, it's or, a video game company. I can't remember because yeah, because a lot of those trailers you for that you see well, you see kind of trailers for like anime movies. It's either during an anime thing you're watching, or like the Blackpink had a couple, or it's usually like a smaller indie documentary that's in the theater. Usually, that's like the cases where they show those kind of trailers, and they yeah. always have anime movies in the theater all the time. But this one's like more of a special event. It's gonna be around for a little bit longer. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna go see it. The only problem is, is the two main theaters I go to, it's not showing in either one, even though they have IMAX screens for some reason. So really? I have to go like 20 minutes out of my way to go see it. But uh, I'm planning on gonna go see it though on IMAX. I wonder if it's playing around me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, should check it out. I checked out the website, like through the whatever the main website was of whoever's putting it out there. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, but yeah, that is true. It was weird that they kind of showed because they didn't even show the Spider-Man one when I went to see yep. it. To, to, Which is weird because I heard, I saw someone saying that they saw that trailer um, in the IMAX before Shang Chi, but it wasn't in front of mine. Yeah, same. So that caught me off guard that they didn't show that and yeah i really thought like the whole point of them releasing it when they did well not the whole point but the major point of it being released last week well two weeks ago kind of um was to be able to put it in front of shang chi but they didn't do it at least not no, but hey we got venom and carnage again at least i did uh <laughs> Uh, but, well, and that's the thing, right? Because I, I was like, well, I guess, because I assume that for Eternals is whenever the second trailer comes out, they're going to show that in front of Eternals, but uh, who, who the heck knows anymore? Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so, so that, that's something that, that's still a couple weeks away, but I am going to try to plan out my way to go see that, uh, in there since all like goes in the shell. And as far as this week, I don't know what's coming out this week, because there's, James Wan movie comes out not this weekend, but the weekend after. But I might see that on HBO Max and not in the theater. I don't feel like I have to go to the theater to see it on that one. Yeah, I, I'll probably see that at home just uh, just because. But I, I do feel like horror movies really benefit from the theater experience. True. But I'll just I'll just see it on HBO Max. True. But I'm trying to look. Do you know if anything that's coming out this week new? Mm, Besides what? Not if? off the top of my head. We'll check. Oh, yeah, I mean, we'll there's, there's quite a few streaming movies I haven't seen yet that I want to see, so I'll at least I'll have we'll have stuff to talk about. Don't worry, we will 
even if it's not a big movie in the theater, we'll, we'll always have stuff to talk about. I'll be watching stuff on streaming, I think, I guess, this week. Because uh, I'm, yeah, I'm double-checking right now. Um... Something oh, called say, oh, the Manson say. Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. Yeah. No, it does say Malignant this week. I could have sworn it said... No, nope, Malignant is this week. All right, so I guess yeah, that... Yeah, so we got Malignant. Uh, the Card Counter with Oscar Isaac. I don't know if I'll go to the theater and see that, though. Maybe. Um, though that's the only other one that I see right now. That Malignant. Okay, okay. So Malignant is this week. So we'll talk about Malignant talk about what if and maybe we'll each see something else in between that we talk about it's always interesting when we see different stuff to talk about it uh yeah september for the most part seems pretty dead but um i think october is gonna be pretty busy mm -hmm. yeah yeah for the rest of the year it's gonna start stacking up especially next year it's gonna be packed too everything all the movies that got pushed or played everything uh but we'll end off with this because uh, uh, today, uh, during the, well, as of today, the recording of this episode, we have fortunately lost what I think is one of the the best actors in terms of that we've had. Uh, it's at least for my generation personally, um, and that was Michael K. Williams, uh, who he's from The Wire. Uh, he was in Oz. He was in Borlock Empire, which is one of my favorite shows. He's been a bajillion, a bajillion stuff. You've seen him, whether you realize it or not. Uh, as somebody, you know, again, somebody from Maryland, understood the streets, uh, was close to Baltimore. But overall, uh, all you know, unfortunately, we lost him and may or may not have seemed drug-related. Uh, he was only 54, uh, but he was, like, he was great. He, I think as like he was one of the best actors we ever had, whether... He was playing a lot of times a bad guy, but, you know, sometimes, like, a supporting character. And from what I've heard, like, I people that went to college with that have worked with him, that met him, or just anybody in general. Apparently, he was, like, one of the nicest people you could ever meet. A really nice, really caring guy. And it's really unfortunate that uh, we lost him this early uh, in that manner. Um, I, do you have anything to say about uh, Michael K. Williams, EX-13? Well, uh unfortunately like the the biggest thing he's done the wire i haven't seen oh, you but um i do i this, like this news um has reignited my interest in going back and watching the wire um but uh i have seen lovecraft country and he was uh great in that and he played um very, he had a fairly big role in that too Oh really? I haven't seen it yet. I need to watch. It's that. good. You should you should watch it. Even though they kind of uh, they wrap up okay-ish, I guess, but they also kind of leave at a cliffhanger, from what I remember, and they're not getting a season two, so it's unfortunate. But it's still worth watching. Okay. Um. Yeah. And know what sucks even more? Because I just recently saw it on um, there was an episode on uh, Anthony Bourdain's show, the the one he did on CNN, and like one of the. I think it was. I think it was that one. Uh, one of the first episodes he did was in Baltimore, and then they like met up, and so now going to watch that scene of just seeing them, seeing them two talking, uh, in Baltimore about that. It's gonna. It's gonna hit different. <laughs> it's gonna hit different. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just it, one of those that just came out of nowhere. You know, again, it seemed to be drug related. 
or they found drugs like in his apartment so it's not 100 sure but you know it seems like nobody there was no physical altercation or nobody tried to break in or whatever i guess he was like by himself or something um and uh man it's uh well again another one of the few things that made maryland at all worth talking about uh and uh it's, it's sad to lose somebody that was as good as him he, he was always a reliable person but yeah i just wanted to uh give our thanks to him and his uh heck of a career he had and from where he came from um and uh you know hopefully he's in a better place now and uh thank him for all that he's given us uh entertainment wise he was also in video games too i think like he was a bad the battlefield 4 it's all kinds of stuff all over the place yep. he's apparently gonna be in battlefield 2042 as the same character oh um, so we'll see oh, man. how that goes Ooh. but it's it's interesting because i don't know if it's like you know they're doing that portal mode thing i don't know if maybe he just they just took old lines from him and put him in that for the classic mode or if he's gonna have new lines or, or what mm. yeah that's always that's always the worst when like somebody passes away and then they still have content coming out like uh uh gosh oh i feel so Chadwick bad Bozeman. Chadwick Bozeman, uh what's her doodle who was uh god what's her name uh uh who played uh Mrs. Malfoy, and she was on Peaky Blinders. Oh, yeah, I don't know her the name one, at the all. The one married to Damian Lewis or whatever, but she's so good in that show, and she was good a little bit as the rest of Malfoy that we saw in the movies. She was on there for, you know, a couple scenes here and there, but, like, at least in Peaky Blinders, like, she's really good in that, and again, it's like, she wasn't that old either, you know, and she was a she was one of the central characters of that show, and even as far as last season, she's still in it, you know? And I think they have one more final season left that she may also be in. But again, just to, like... Helen McCrory. Yes, that's her name. She's so good, too. And it's just sad when, you know, because things take time, whether it's especially voice recording or whatever, or recording, you know, it takes a couple years for things to come out. So, you know, people die, and then their content will still be coming out afterwards. Uh, Anton Yelchin, another good example. You know, he, he had a couple movies after he passed on, too, so it's unfortunate. But, you know, they gave us good stuff while they were around, and uh, fortunately, you know, life will have to move on, you know. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, we'll wrap up here with this episode. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out Shang-Chi in the theater. Check out that. What was the John Cena movie again? Vacation Friends. Vacation Friends on Hulu. Uh, and check out that AEW tag team match if you haven't seen that. It's worth just watching that alone. It's worth it. Uh, if you can find it online somewhere. And in the meantime, guys, we will see you uh, next week where we'll talk about Malignant, a new episode What If, and whatever else we find probably on streaming this time. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.